and welcome back to 15 Minutes of Fascism, a sadly topical podcast covering the global rise of the radical right. I'm Dr. Craig Johnson, bringing to you this week and continuation of my mini-series, The Faces of Fascism. This week, I'm talking about a leading far-right provocateur slash political activist slash propagandist slash conspiracy theorist. I'm talking about Alex Jones. Alex Jones is most famous for running Infowars, and he is a really confounding figure of right-wing, like, inanity. He has claimed in lawsuits that his entire affect, all of his politics, is a piece of elaborate satire, but in reality, he is at the heart of a lot of the growth of right-wing conspiracy theories in the United States and around the world in the last 20 years. Alex Jones was born in Texas in 1974. His family moved to Austin, which ended up being his home base, you know, in a sort of like keep Austin weird way, but presumably not in the way that most people mean that phrase. Jones got into conspiracy theories from a book written by a member of the John Birch Society, which was an important connector between the post-war United States right wing and the later new right of the 1960s and 70s. Birchers were big conspiracy people, not just about communism, but about things called the New World Order. This was the origin point of Alex Jones's conspiratorial thinking. As a youth, Jones fully embedded himself into conspiracy thinking with the Waco incident. This, if you haven't heard of it, was a siege between federal law enforcement forces and a cult that was operative in the city of Waco, Texas. This siege resulted in the deaths of a lot of the members of the cult, including children, because of a fire. Around this time in 1993, Alex Jones started his first call-in show on a public access television channel in Austin. There are still recordings of this. You can see them. They're pretty unhinged. Jones was also further radicalized into conspiracy theory stuff in 1995 with the Oklahoma City bombing, which he claims was a hoax perpetrated by the federal government. That would come to be a common theme for Jones, claiming that any disaster, any big public thing that would incite people against the right wing or against people like him is, in fact, just a hoax perpetrated by the United States government. Jones moved to radio in 1996 and did extremely well. He was an extremely popular local talk show host in the late 90s, but was fired from the station that he worked at in 1999, essentially for only harping on conspiracy theory stuff, like for only talking about conspiracy theories and talking about the problems with the Clintons that he had and like, you know, NATO and New World Order and blah, 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 blah. So having been fired, he moved on to his own project, an online source of conspiratorial thinking, which he called Infowars. And, you know, Infowars has a bunch of subgroups like News Wars. There's also Planet Prison or Prison Planet, uh, which is another web domain that Alex Jones runs. Infowars and this like universe of conspiratorial online content has become a complex system of videos, radio messages, syndication, and recordings, but also an online store that focuses on the kinds of things that you would expect conspiracy theorists to want. We're talking both branded stuff about Infowars, like mugs and hats and bumper stickers and shit like that, but also survival equipment, strange and really terrible and probably not actually that good for you, 
quote-unquote supplements, like dietary supplements and things like that. This is where Jones gets most of his money, is by getting people to buy these supplements. And they have made him pretty rich. By 2010, Alex Jones's online shows were incredibly popular, and some of them had become syndicated on local talk radio throughout the country. By many counts, InfoWars had more listeners and watchers online than many more mainstream media personalities at the time. InfoWars itself had more internet traffic than The Economist or Newsweek. What this means, and this is my main point about Alex Jones, is that he is usually presented as an outside figure, not just by other media personalities, but also by himself. He presents himself as this sort of insurgent figure, you know, operating outside the system and, you know, berating it and, you know, calling out its lies and stuff like that. But Alex Jones is too popular for that. He is mainstream news. Like, lots and lots and lots of people follow him, more than follow many other mainstream sources. That means that he is part of the mainstream. And that would be the tone of the next several years, the next decade of Alex Jones's career from 2010. Alex Jones's career got a big bump in 2015 as then presidential candidate Donald Trump appeared on InfoWars in 2015 in December. Trump talked a lot about Alex Jones. He talked up Alex Jones. He said that he was right, that, that his signal needed to be boosted, that he thought that Alex Jones would think that he was a good president. The Trump campaign, both online and in other sources, linked to InfoWars material. Specifically, it helped the Trump campaign lean into some of the creepier and crazier anti-Clinton stuff. Later, a bunch of other Trump staffers and campaign surrogates would appear on InfoWars, including Trump's leading fascist ideologue, Steve Bannon. Eventually, Jones would continue this um, loyalty towards Donald Trump by participating in and raising funds for Trump's attempted coup on January the 6th, 2021. So Jones was there. He helped raise a bunch of money, uh, apparently more than half a million dollars, which is a shit ton of money when you're talking about like trying to bust people into uh, staging a coup, right? Jones promoted the idea that Joe Biden and everybody who was trying to get him to be president were all Chinese agents. Jones is under investigation by the federal government for his involvement in this, and also leaks from a civil trial, which I'll get to later, regarding the Sandy Hook massacre have produced a massive amount of text messages from this time that went through Jones's cell phone. This means that Alex Jones is a key figure in understanding what happened on January 6th. He's a really important person for understanding how and why some of these people got connected and exactly what they were talking about. So exactly what is it that he believes? Like, what kind of politics does Alex Jones have? Well, Alex Jones's politics can be more accurately described as conspiracy theories. There are frankly too many to count or explain, and they're all pretty unhinged. So uh, brace yourself. And like, if you're too creeped out by this kind of stuff, um, you know, maybe maybe call it quits in this episode. Back in the 90s, Alex Jones's conspiracy thinkings were mostly on the line of the New World Order conspiracies. You know, think Dale Gribble from King of the Hill. Alex Jones talked about the Bilderberg or Bohemian Grove group which were real meetings of actual billionaires. They're not conspiracies, like billionaires just are openly talking about how they're meeting together in order to network and 
you know, organize their lives together, right? That you don't need a conspiracy for that. They meet in, like, they tell you where they're going to be, right? The center of the New World Order conspiracy type is that he believes that, like, the government is secretly orchestrating sort of everything behind the scenes and that there's a conspiratorial group inside the government that is really in charge of things and that it's, you know, maybe it's the CIA or maybe it's the FBI, depending on the flavor and depending upon the year, or maybe it's a, a more innocuous government organization like FEMA or something like that. The idea for Alex Jones is that he thinks that the United States government's plan is to imprison citizens and forcibly re-educate them along collectivist lines, right? That's what he thinks. So, for example, he thinks that FEMA, which is an organization of the federal government that deals with providing relief in disaster situations, you know, like big hurricanes or major power outages or other weather incidents, right? Alex Jones thinks that FEMA is for creating false disasters in order to create mass prisons and concentration camps. For example, he thinks that FEMA can geoengineer major hurricanes in order to produce disorder in the United States. He has also claimed that there are more and more homosexual people nowadays, as in, you know, the, the real reason for this, of course, is that more people feel safe coming out of the closet and people find that their sexualities are more fluid in a more accepting environment. But Alex Jones says that the reason for this isn't that, but instead that there is, quote, chemical warfare, unquote, against the United States people by the government in order to reduce the number of children who have been born. Alex Jones is also a leading 9-11 truther. These are people who, and truther here is in big old quotes, these are people who believe that the United States government orchestrated the September 11th attacks on the World Trade Centers in New York. On September 11th itself, Jones was already saying that it was a government plot, that it was a government conspiracy done to control people. Alex Jones is one of the leaders of those who say that people in control in the world, not just in the United States, but globally, that they're all a conspiracy of pedophiles. He was a big advancer of the Pizzagate conspiracy. This was a conspiracy theory that said that there was a pizza parlor in the D.C. area that was secretly a, a pedophilia ring. He was okay with QAnon, a set of conspiracy theories that centered on the claim that there was this leaguer in the United States government who would tell people what was really going on in the government. He was okay with them at first, but then he leaned away from them because he couldn't control their discourse, right? And he's now distanced himself from QAnon. Some of the other crazier conspiracy theories that Alex Jones has promoted is the idea that Michelle Obama is a trans woman and that also she and Barack Obama are demons. He also has gone against the Clintons, that is Hillary and Bill Clinton, saying that they are also demons, or that they're goblins, or that they're aliens or something, or that they are Satanists who need the blood of children in order to maintain their ritual, or that they just want to have sex with children. And, of course, Alex Jones is also a proponent of the most popular conspiracy theories of today that, you know, the COVID-19 vaccine in fact causes more damage than it protects from. Alex Jones's most famous conspiratorial thinking probably today is that he believes that school shootings in the United States are fake. Alex Jones is massively pro-gun and always has been, and he denies that school shootings actually occur. He says instead that the people who experienced 
those shootings, like the people who claim to have survived them, are quote-unquote crisis actors. This is a term that the right wing uses when they're claiming that an event like this is a falsified one. Alex Jones has gone on record saying that all sorts of these school shootings, including ones that have extremely popular and well-known survivors, you know, people who have ended up leading anti-gun legislation pushes, he said that those are fake. And he's also most famously recently said that the Sandy Hook massacre was fake. Remember, this is the one that happened in an elementary school. He has recently been ordered by a judge in Texas as a result of a civil suit on the part of parents whose children were killed at Sandy Hook. He has been ordered by a judge in Texas to pay a massive amount to those parents and to the families of the people who were killed there. As a result of these and other massive lawsuits, you know, mostly for libel and just like lying in public, Jones and Infowars have recently filed for bankruptcy. Now, I want to get into how Jones and his attorneys defend him when it comes to these cases, because it's really fascinating. Jones and his defense attorneys either have Jones plead the fifth, which they do a lot. In one court case, Alex Jones pled the fifth almost a hundred times in his testimony. But the other defense that they make is that Alex Jones is a comedian, a comedian not unlike his contemporary, you know, as he was coming up, John Stewart, for example. Their claim is that Alex Jones presents these crazy, inane, impossible to believe things, and that nobody who is not an imbecile would believe them. And this means that they think that Jones can get away with saying whatever he wants, because nobody could ever possibly believe, like actually believe, what it is that he's saying. So their defense of Alex Jones's politics is that it is just too ridiculous to be real. That is their claim. Now, that, of course, is just their screen. Alex Jones does, in fact, promote these beliefs, and there are millions like millions of people who really listen to him, who really believe what he says, and who are really following the things that he claims. Like they're actually voting like he tells them to vote. They're actually sending their money the way he tells them to send their money. Alex Jones is on the bleeding edge of moving this conspiratorial thinking into the mainstream. And he's been on that bleeding edge for over 20 years. And he has been extremely successful massively successful, like like unthinkably successful. Like a lot of people consider him to have been defeated because of this Sandy Hook conspiratorial trial. And like, yeah, this is a major setback for him. And it's possible that this is the end of his career. But ultimately, his career was a successful one, I would say. Like he successfully got his conspiratorial thinking into the heart of American politics. Now, he wasn't the only one doing that but he was a big player in it. And unfortunately, I think that we have, to, we have to acknowledge that he was very good at it. He was extremely successful. A major part of getting Trump big traction, especially online and in the sort of like strange political sphere that Trump really like grabbed onto in a way that other candidates in recent memory were unable to do so. Remember, with numbers like Alex Jones gets with with viewers and listeners like InfoWars gets, that is the mainstream of politics in the United States. He has also been a major player in justifying 
you know, the literal crimes of himself and others by saying that they were satire or that they could not possibly be really believed, something that has become a defense for a lot of people on the extreme right wing in the United States. All right, that was 15 Minutes of Fascism, a sadly topical podcast covering the global rise of the radical right. I'm Dr. Craig Johnson, thanking Sleepy Kitty Arts and Sleepy Kitty Music for our intro, outro, and graphics. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. Please leave a review on whatever it is you're listening to this on. Check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash 15 minutes of fascism. That's 15 minutes of fascism spelled out in all one word. That's also where you can reach me on Gmail, 15 minutes of fascism at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at hist of the right. That's H-I-S-T of the right. I'm also on blue sky at 15 M-I-N-S of F-A-S-C, 15 mins of fash. All right. Thanks very much. And I will talk to you on Thursday.